0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Biolab's podcast series. Today, we invite David to our program. Thank you for joining us today, David.
1: Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here.
0: Over the past 20 years, our understanding of RNA has gradually changed. The original concept is that RNA is only an intermediate product of protein synthesis. Then, RNA became the structural component of maintaining and expressing genetic information. Subsequently, non-coding RNA attracted great interest and was developed as a therapeutic agent and research tool. David, can you give us an introduction on the non-coding RNA?
1: Sure. The term non-coding RNA is usually used to denote RNA that does not encode proteins. But that doesn't mean these RNAs don't contain information or function. It is generally believed that most genetic information is processed by proteins. However, recent evidence suggests that most genomes of mammals and other complex organisms are actually transcribed into non-coding RNAs. Many of them are alternative splicing or processed into smaller products. For most of these non coding RNAs, include microRNAs and small nucleolar RNAs, as well as other kinds of small regulatory RNAs that have not been found, and tens of thousands of long transcripts, most of their functions are still unknown.
0: But for those small non coding RNAs with functions we do know, what are their important roles in physiological and developmental processes?
1: They seem to contain a hidden layer of internal signals which are used to control different levels of gene expression during physiology and development, such as chromatin structure and epigenetic memory, transcription, RNA splicing, editing, translation and transformation. RNA regulatory networks may determine most of our complex characteristics and play an important role in diseases, and they form an unknown world of genetic variation within and between species.
0: Do known non-coding RNAs have relatively universal functions in cells?
1: Yes, they do. For example, ribosomal RNAs and transport RNAs involved in messenger RNA translation, small nuclear RNAs involved in splicing, and small nucleolar RNAs involved in ribosomal RNA modification.
0: Do you know if the unknown function of non-coding RNA is significant?
1: Right, although unknown, but most believe the unknown function is significant. In the past 20 years, an amazing discovery is that more non-coding RNAs are endowed with a variety of hitherto unknown key gene expression functions. Describing the role of non-coding RNAs in various cellular mechanisms has become a new research field. It is quickly found that RNA itself is the target of regulation because it can form a unique secondary structure and interact with other RNA molecules it can be used as a powerful alternative to traditional gene replacement therapy for various diseases.
0: Speaking of replacing the traditional gene therapies, what are some strategies to utilize RNAs as drugs?
1: I can think of three strategies that are popular now. The first one, we use trans-splicing ribozymes to reprogram precursor messenger RNA transcripts. Then this one you must be very familiar with, we've talked about it in one of our previous episodes. Small RNAs are used to silence gene transcripts. Then the third, they are used as aptamers, such as antibodies, to neutralize protein functions.
0: Can you give more detail on ribozyme?
1: Sure. In general, ribozymes are RNAs with catalytic activity. They are involved in gene expression and regulation, such as RNA processing, RNA splicing, RNA genome replication, and so on ribozymes are biocatalysts. They can degrade specific messenger RNA sequences.
0: What are the characteristics of ribozyme?
1: Ribozyme has a stable spatial structure that is not vulnerable to RNases. More importantly, ribozyme can be released from the hybridization chain after cutting off the messenger RNA to recombine and cleave other messenger RNA molecules ribozyme can catalyze the cleavage of the phosphodiester bond in the RNA strand of the target site. In this way, it can specifically cut the substrate RNA molecules, thus blocking the expression of target genes.
0: So you mean ribozymes are RNA with catalytic activity? They are mainly involved in RNA processing and maturation. But how are they been classified?
1: They are classified according to their size, structure, and catalytic reaction. So ribozymes are divided into four categories. The first one is a heterologous catalytic cleavage ribozyme, the representative of which is RNase P. The second is autocatalytic cleavage ribozymes, such as plant viroid, viroid and satellite RNA. The third ribozyme is the class I intron self-splicing type, such as Tetrahymena thermophila 26S ribosomal RNA. The last is the class II intron self-splicing ribozymes. Among them, trans-splicing ribozymes derived from the self-splicing of class I introns have attracted much attention due to their potential as riboswitches.
0: I've read in the literature that ribozyme can identify specific sequences of target RNA and form specific three-dimensional features, which leads to the breaking or connection of the phosphodiester bond in RNA molecules. What is the significance of this feature in disease treatment?
1: This unique feature of ribozymes allows the design of specific ribozymes. Researchers can use different recognition sequences adjacent to the defined cleavage site as gene therapy reagents.
0: And you mentioned that one of the ribozyme categories, the class I intron self-splicing has catalytic trans-splicing activity. Can you give us more detail on this activity?
1: It has been reported that target RNA can be cleaved and labeled not only in vitro, but also in bacteria and mammalian cells. The exon at the three end of the intron is trans-linked to the downstream uracil nucleotide of the cleaved target RNA. Therefore, trans-splicing ribozymes can target and reprogram specific disease-related or pathogenic RNA. Transcripts have therapeutic effects and are selectively expressed in cells expressing target RNA. This makes the ribozyme an attractive gene therapy tool for various human diseases, whether genetic or infectious.
0: Can you talk about antisense drugs?
1: Sure. Antisense drugs are those drugs developed by antisense technology. They act on genes that produce proteins. So they can be widely used in the treatment of many diseases such as infectious diseases, inflammation, cardiovascular diseases, and tumors. Compared with traditional drugs, antisense drugs are more selective and efficient. So, they are more efficient and less toxic. Antisense drugs with the characteristics of ribozyme have become an emerging research field.
0: You just mentioned that antisense drugs are widely used in treating cancers. What about the trans splicing ribozymes? Can they also be an effective anti cancer drug?
1: According to the current research results, we have reason to believe that trans splicing ribozyme can play an anti cancer role. So, yes it can target or replace RNA and become an effective anti-cancer drug. It mainly causes cancer-specific transcript targeting and RNA replacement with new RNA exerting anti-cancer activity.
0: Any experimental evidence so far to back their anti-cancer effect?
1: Yes. A research team has developed trans-splicing ribozymes that specifically target and replace human telomerase reverse transcriptase RNA and selectively trigger transgene activity in human telomerase reverse transcriptase positive cancer cells. They can specifically and effectively inhibit the growth of transplanted tumors and tumors in tissue culture.
0: Thank you, David, for sharing your insight with us today. Thanks everyone for listening. We will be here next week for another episode that continues to explore the interesting functions of mRNA. See you next time.